0: It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. And joining me today is just that, a legend of this game we love, a 1997 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee. She's a three-time college conference player of the year, a two-time national champion professionally in France, and a one-time national champion at the basketball mecca called UCLA. Her name is Denise Curry. Denise, thanks so much for joining me this morning absolutely my pleasure. Thank you, Kyle. Now, Denise, I want to go back to that night in 1997 when you were enshrined um, into the Basketball Hall of Fame. In, in your enshrinement speech, you talked about the development of the women's game from the time that you graduated high school in the late 70s through those 20 years until the late 90s, and you called it several lifetimes. Can we update that a little bit? How about the last 20 years since your enshrinement? What has it been like? watching and helping the game evolve into the 21st century.
1: I've just really enjoyed the maturation, or the continued maturation of the women's game. Um, I'm just so thankful to have been a, a small part of it and appreciate those who came before me. Um, after my induction, I continued to coach for several years, so I've had my hand in, in, in the women's game and, and been an absolutely big supporter of it. And I'm just thrilled to see... The opportunities there are for young women and the continued growth of the game, the continued acceptance of the game, the continued opportunities that are there for women... Uh, professionally as players, and then in other aspects of the game, management, etc. So it, it's been great to see, and, and we still have a ways to go. And I, there's no reason this not can continue to evolve.
0: Absolutely, and I, and I think also uh, about your your career as it really did span pre Title Nine, post Title Nine, and now post post Title Nine, when there are a, a plethora of of professional opportunities domestically that that you know folks um, folks who who came. Through in an era when you did, didn't really have, did they? They did not.
1: You know, as far as playing, I, I went overseas and, and played for eight years, had a wonderful experience. I wouldn't trade that. However, that being said, it, it's really great to see, you know, the WNBA is in its 20th something season here. The ABL lasted several years. So it's been nice to see that there are the opportunities for young women to play here and for coaches to, to to coach at the professional level here in the United States, you know, and the birthplace of basketball, you know, we need to have a women's strong league professionally and we do. And so that's been great to see. And as you know, a lot of the players continue to play overseas as well because those opportunities are still there. But it but the professional league here, the WNBA is certainly the premier league in the in the world for women's professional basketball.
0: And now you, you talked about, um, experiencing the game from the sidelines as a coach, uh, and, and you did, you've, you've experienced it both professionally and collegiately as a coach. How much of that experience was colored by your experience playing for some of the greatest coaches the game has ever seen? I'm thinking specifically about coach Kay Yao and coach Summit uh, among so many others. I'm wondering as a player who was so gifted, was part of the coaching game for you, uh, taking pieces of each of those coaches and, of course, your own game and trying to meld them all together?
1: Absolutely. Those women and some of the men that I played for are tremendous role models for me and certainly shaped the way I coached. I took a little bit from everybody as well as my father, who was a longtime high school coach, and then also my high school coaches. I took a lot from them as well. And you just kind of take a little bit here and there, and uh, you, you know you, you eventually get your own your own style, your own way of mentoring, your own way of coaching. But certainly their influences were were huge in my life, and continue to be so.
0: It's incredible. When I look back at all of the different steps along the way, and Coach Summit and Coach Yao were right there with you in 1984 in Los Angeles, essentially your backyard, uh, when you and that historic 1984 women's basketball team, USA women's basketball team, won gold medal on domestic soil. Can you talk about that moment when... Not only look, that team was stacked both collegiately, um, uh, coaching, professional, in terms of players. You guys had the best in the world, obviously. Can you talk about the element of playing it so close to home for you? It was
1: absolutely wonderful. I mean, it's the Olympics. So that in itself is huge, obviously. Um, playing in a gold medal game is, is what everybody hopes to be able to, you know, to achieve. And then obviously winning it is. is is the ultimate. But playing in California, playing in Los Angeles where I went to school, I had a lot of family and friends that were able to be at the, the games themselves that wouldn't have been had they been, you know, someplace else. So for me, I had that built in kind of a home home court advantage to say, and, you know, being being a Californian, although I was born in Montana, I consider myself a Californian since I moved to California when I was six. It was probably even a little more special, like I said, to, to represent not only the United States, but California, Los Angeles, and then obviously UCLA, where, where I attended college. So, yeah, it was just super special, like I said, because it's the Olympics and because I had so much support from all my family, friends, former teammates. It was tremendous.
0: We're speaking, of course, with Denise Curry, a a Basketball Hall of Famer enshrined in 1997 here on the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends of the Game podcast. Of course, so much of your career at UCLA is the thing of legend. 14 school records, one national title, three Conference Players of the Year awards, freshman year. You all were unstoppable. You had, of course, Ann Myers as a senior. Can you recall what it was like for a young Denise Curry to transition from a freshman learning from Ann Myers to essentially the next three seasons when this was Denise Curry's team? I
1: was very, very fortunate in in, in the sense of I got to play for Billy Moore, who was our first Olympic coach. She's the '76 coach for the U.S. team that won the silver medal. And then she was my collegiate coach at UCLA. So I had a tremendous coach in Billy Moore. As you mentioned, Annie was a senior. I had other upperclassmen that were part of that program that were just tremendous to me. And I know I use that word a lot, but, but that's my feeling. They were so good to me, so encouraging so positive. Annie can make everybody look good. So I stepped in as a freshman, a little overwhelmed, but I played for USA basketball on the junior national team the summer before, so that had helped me as far as confidence and and being a little more prepared for the collegiate uh, level. But Annie was so great, and like I said, so encouraging. She made everybody look good. She made a fantastic move, dumped the ball up for me. I get the bucket. I look good because she's playing so well. So I'm very, very fortunate to have had the opportunity to play with Annie, a special person, obviously a very special ball player, but I had very good teammates. We were a great team in the true sense of the word. There were only 10 members on that team, but we gelled very well. And and because of that, and obviously we had some talent, there's no question about that, but because we gelled and played so well together, that's why we were able to make the postseason run and win the national title.
0: It's still one of the more remarkable uh, rosters in women's college basketball history. That '78 UCLA team. Those those three years after that, um, was it what? How much of that freshman year experience helped you become the leader for those those following three years when you were lauded and feted and awarded as the best college uh, basketball player in the country?
1: There's no question that helped. You know, you get a tremendous amount of confidence when when you're able to to compete and and then win at the highest level collegiately. Although we had a, certainly a target on our back after that that year because we're the defending national top champions and everybody is coming after us. We were able to get to the final four that next year, which I thought was a pretty huge achievement. Unfortunately, got beat by Old Dominion in the semis. But again, I had some outstanding teammates and players uh, that were above me. So my sophomore year, we had really good juniors and we had really good seniors. And my fellow um, classmates that came in with me as a freshman, we're now sophomores. So everybody's a little more experienced. We have a better idea of what it's going to take. Unfortunately, we weren't able to repeat. But there's no question when you take a step like that, it, it continues to help you, and you know what it's about, because until you go through that, I don't think you, you quite understand what it takes to get to that level, so as, as far as me personally, yeah, I think I had a bigger role, especially after Annie graduated, but again, I was still just part of a tremendous group of, of women who who are just good friends of mine to this day and people that I'm really appreciative to have in my life.
0: Well, Denise Curry, I have two questions left, and this is such a joy to catch up with you uh, today. Now, playing, I want to get back to that, to, to to the experience in France, playing with Stade Francais. Uh, of course, you win the two national titles, or yeah, the two titles in 86 and 87. But as you alluded, th- this was not, you were not just an American in France. You were one of so many Americans playing overseas. I wonder what it was like in those days walking into a stadium. In the middle of Europe, but seeing people who you had played with and against in the United States just three years before—was that? Did that ever get old, or was there automatically that sort of that 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 sisterly bond because you had been there back home in the states, and now you were doing it overseas? Well, I think there
1: definitely was that that bond, and I, I think when you play overseas as much as you're into the experience there and your own teammate and that teammates you're still looking forward to competing against other players, and especially other Americans that I knew, obviously, from stateside, either from competing against them here in the U.S. or competing with them in the national program. So that was always cool to kind of gauge yourself against them as you're playing these other club teams throughout Europe. I also played three years in Germany prior to going to France. And uh, we were very successful in Germany as well, the club team that I played for. So then when I moved on to France, we also competed against some of those German um, teams that I just competed against previously. So it's kind of cool as you continue to build your career and you're playing against more and more people that you, that you can look back and say, oh yeah, I play against her and so-and-so or this woman I know from playing against her on the national team or this one I played my sophomore year in college. So that, That's what's cool about basketball. As big as the world is, basketball makes it a lot smaller.
0: Denise, one final question for you. What is it like to be working with the Hall of Fame at this stage in your life?
1: Well, first of all, it's the ultimate honor, obviously, to, to be enshrined in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Something that was beyond Anything I would have ever dreamt of playing up, playing as a younger. I just love the game. My dad is was a longtime high school coach, as I mentioned, and I was just always around the gym and always around basketball. So I, I just love the game. The fact that you know my career ended or continues to be involved in basketball to this day, I'm very proud of the fact that I was. Able to be enshrined in the Basketball Hall of Fame, as I mentioned, it, it's it's the ultimate, and and it's such a special place because it's inclusive. It's it's men, women, high school, collegiate, professional, international players. That's what's so special about it. Besides, it's basketball, which obviously love love the game to death. But the Hall of Fame is such a neat place because. It, it's the ultimate. You meet these outstanding people that that have done so many great things for the game throughout the world at all different levels. It, it's just tremendous, and the fact that that I'm going to come back this summer and be able to do a 60 days of summer um, event, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to enshrining in the fall. It's just, it's just, the, it's just the best, as you can tell. It's just the best.
0: Well, Denise Curry. A 1997 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in Shrinee, a three-time conference player of the year at UCLA, a two-time national champion professionally in France, and a one-time national champion at UCLA. You truly are a legend of the game. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, nice It was absolutely my
1: pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.